Welcome, welcome, welcome to Who Do You Like Here? Thoroughbred Racing's most entertaining podcast. I'm Joey Sat with me, Joey Cino. Joey, what's up, buddy? What's going on, buddy? Hey, he's here, and we've got Justin the Kid. What's up, kid? What's going on? Hey, for those of us, those of you new here, check out our live wagers every weekend on Facebook, Instagram, and of course on Twitter, our handle, Who Do You Like Here? <clears throat> welcome, welcome, welcome. Our first podcast together. Lots to cover today. Uh, we're going to get into recap of last week's Louisiana Derby. We're going to talk through some recent news of the Derby Trail coming up on the Kentucky Derby. And then we're going to get into the Gulfstream action on Saturday. We've got the Florida Derby, one of the biggest legs leading up to um, the Triple Crown of Kentucky Derby. And it's all at Gulfstream. So we've got our home track that we're going to be talking through. And, man, Florida Derby, I'm excited. I'm Lots. excited. Lots Yo, going what on. What do you think of that Louisiana, baby? Yeah. What do you think of Louisiana, baby? Well, I, I had put out there on, uh, on Twitter, I had actually announced it, that I thought Hot Rod Charlie was going to win the race. Now, I didn't think he'd go to the front and, uh, and wire the field the way he did. Um, but did have the winner on that. I did have the seven in the second spot. I did have the exacta for four dollars and only paid twenty eight twenty. Uh, so picked up fifty six forty on that. But the trifecta, and I'm, I'm I'm slowly starting to lean towards these all bets in the last position on trifectas because uh, the tri paid one hundred fifteen dollars, and the eight made that eight made that try obesos. Uh, so. You know, didn't have the try, didn't uh, didn't throw the all button on the third spot, but uh, definitely was pretty excited about hitting the exacta. And, and I actually had the double going to, which only paid like $14, but I had it a couple of times. So it was a great race, though. I, I never thought, uh, I don't know what the kid thinks about the race specifically, but I didn't think Hot Rod Charlie would wire the field. I definitely didn't think Hot Rod Charlie would wire the field. Um, Joel Rosario, though, is one of the best jockeys out there. I don't care what anybody says. Um, the man can ride for sure. Um, I went a little different route. I did throw a hot rod Charlie in on top, but I also was taking, you know, a swing and trying to go for a bit of a price here. Um, you know, the big thing with tries and these graded stakes races is trying to get some sort of value out of it. So I took run classic as well on top biggest mistake of the race. I'm pretty sure he finished dead last, if not close to it. So <laughs> pretty much on par, but I did have hot rod Charlie, uh, in there and, Midnight Berman, I had him in the second spot, but I did not have the all button placed in the in the third spot. So um, it is nice to hit that all button though when you yeah. have the when you have the funds to do it. Exactly. Yeah, and I know uh, stats. I know that you were you had Mandaloon. I, the one thing I was happy I did is I threw Mandaloon out of the race. That that pretty much like didn't think he was gonna uh, make any noise, and and he actually didn't hit the board. That's kind of what helped out the payouts there a little bit, especially on the try. But uh, you you were big on Mandaloon. Well, you know, looking at him, I, we talked about it before the race. He, he's got to get out. He's got to get out ahead. And he just he didn't break his heart, and and then man, he just didn't have enough horse. He got to the top and dead, dead. Just didn't get out. Killed, killed my whole day. Yeah, I, I don't five and seven. I mean, I don't think it hurt his we derby were, chances, but you know, it definitely wasn't the most. As a six to five favorite, you'd want to see a little more from a horse and you want to catch some of those points going for Derby. So I don't know what you guys saw. We we were all aligned on the five seven for sure. You know, I was playing a try, I boxed it all together, you know, I had a ten dollar try going. And I threw out the eight. Yeah. Like immediately. It was like one of the first horses I tossed. 
again, 28 to one. Um, and he wasn't coming off of anything impressive. This was one of those horses that was just like winning his maiden race recently. And just if you're in this class of a race, I guess again, that just hit that all button on the, uh, on the third spot. Yeah. I mean, it costed you big bucks, you know, you could uh, change that ticket into a loser to a winner. I mean, you're spending 15, $20, $25, maybe on tries an extra $3. I mean, what, what are we talking about <laughs> at that point? Right. Or $9 uh, for a good return of like three forty-five. but um, yeah, so it is what it is. But uh, that was it for last week for the big, uh, the big derby prep, but uh, there is some derby news. There's some derby news that just Ooh. came out. I know the kid wants to talk about that. Yeah. Um, big, big news. Um, probably the most depressing news that I heard over the weekend and most people have heard is life is good is off the derby trail. Um, what they discovered after one of the best workouts that life is good had, um, is that it had a little bit of a discomfort in the left hind leg. Um, with that being a small chip that they actually found. So all in all for the sacred, horse racing world and the best decision you can make is making sure that the horse is okay. So, um, tomorrow life is good has surgery on the 26th. Okay. So yeah, yeah it's a big, it's a big setback, but you know, this isn't the first time Baffert's had has run into this last year with Nadal and, uh, running into injury, uh, early on and a different last year in, in, in 2020, obviously with the Derby being later, um, pretty much sidelined him and put him right to breeding. Yep. So, uh, Baffert's got a lot of horses though coming through so i mean yeah he's uh, gonna have two or three in this derby i just i really and i think i told you this after i watched the first race of life is good as i said that's gonna be your derby winner yeah you did um i mean it's literally in my eyes the equivalent to authentic yeah um i mean if you look at everything if you look at you know if you're checking boxes here he won a grade three and a grade two looking for that grade one which would be kentucky derby or the santa anita derby which is is that a grade two uh that's a good question grade one grade two Big race as well, um, but on top of that, you know, it's out of into mischief, great breeding. You got ba- Bob Baffert, which is the best trainer, um, in my opinion, especially in the Kentucky Derby. It's his, you know, crown jewel. And then you've got Mike Smith riding yeah. him. You know, you've got three of the top mm. top aspects of it. You know, you can't really ask for much more than yeah, that. Yeah, you're, you're checking all the boxes. And, and he's winning impressive when he was winning. Extremely impressive. He, I mean, I had a little doubt the last time he ran and kind of checked me and checked my uh, – you know, my bank account because he ran away with the race uh, a little wide in the in the stretch, but, you know, still green. Yeah, the even field. being green. I mean, he went out to the center of the track. Can you imagine if he stays at the rail? Yeah, He's going to win by an extra three or four lengths. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's that impressive of a horse. Yeah. Granted, the one thing I'd say that kind of went against them is the small fields in California. You yeah. know, you're racing against six horses. You go to the Kentucky Derby, there's 18 horses that you're racing yeah. against. So that was the one thing that, okay, maybe that would have been a little bit of a challenge, but I'm telling you. I was extremely high uh, on this horse. I mean, Snoop Dogg level high on this horse. And, you know, this uh, this is uh, a big loss in my eyes. So I think for the Kentucky Derby, it opens it wide up for me right now. Little, little side note, I don't like playing Derby Futures. I, I'm not a Derby Future guy. I did it last year with Authentic because I had side interest on that, whatever. But this year I decided I'm going to go ahead and do the same thing. Try it again for the second year in a row, see if I can cash. I had life is good. I mean, that was my early prediction uh, early on, and that uh, and that ticket is out the door, and uh, that was a waste of money. But uh, <laughs> so that's a chance you take when you go yeah, on those derby so. futures. Um, on the bright side, though, just to kind of tie it up, um, you know, it's not uh, an extremely serious injury. Obviously, yes, surgery, right. but we're looking at a sixty days layoff um, for the horse, and then getting it training right away, and 
uh, ready for Breeders' Cup. So that was what Bob Baffert said, and hopefully that stays true and we get to see some more Life is Good action in the next 60 days. Yeah, at least we'll see him run again. I guess that's key. All right, so they're targeting him to come back for Breeders' Cup? Yep. Yeah, it's take the time off, so it's not career-ending, but uh, you know he'll be back. And, you know, Baffert, if anybody's going to bring him back from, from an injury, and, you know, definitely Bob can definitely do that, and they got high hopes coming through. So what do you think would be more like is more <clears throat> disappointing, right? You think about a horse, you get one shot to run the Derby. You only be a three-year-old. You only get one chance to do it. Something like this happens in March. You think that's worse or like one of those Olympic athletes that is going to qualify for the Olympics and then it pops an ACL a week before the games. I mean, this is a one-shot deal. Yeah. Um, you know, Derby, Preakness, Belmont, Triple Crown. It's a three-year, three-year-old campaign. There's a lot of horses that, you know, sometimes just don't even – start really getting into, into form or their true form until they're four years old or older. And, and it's just, uh, it's just because there's that infinite amount of time for you to get prepared. It's always a setback. Owners, trainers are always the jockey. He's Mike Smith. I'm sure was banking on that ride. I'm not saying he, he's not going to get another ride or another mount possibly, but uh, it's a definite setback. Yeah. And it's a disappointment. Yeah. I would definitely say, uh, you know, nothing against Olympic athletes, but you know, I, I respect what they do. My fat ass ain't running any, uh, anytime soon, but, <laughs> um, you know, I think when you take everything and you put it all in the one, you get one shot to run the big race with all the money and the accolades tied to it. It's the biggest stage in horse racing. Um, you know, it's, it's definitely a setback and as an owner or a breeder or a trainer jockey, it's just disappointing all around. Especially with a horse like that. Let, let me just say, I, I'm not against the Olympics here. I'm not trying to shy away on that. <laughs> well, I just want to make it clear. Yeah, if drinking was an Olympic sport, I probably in, the, in this group, I'd probably be a gold medalist. <laughs> kid, kid, you're taking bronze for sure, but yeah, but we're getting there. Jo- Joey might might give me a run. Stats might give me a run for the gold, but I'm pretty God, sure. Five five years ago, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> It's just long duration. I'm I'm doing like you know like I'm like a 20 year old horse out there running still and still winning races when it comes to comes to that. Now nah, you're Tim Wakefield right now. You're still you're still throwing <laughs> eight innings every night. Still out there throwing smoke. Uh, big 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 day coming up at Gulfstream on Saturday. Uh, 14 races, 10 stakes races. Uh, some of them graded, and then of course the Florida Derby to cap it off. So. Lots to cover here for Saturday action. I want to make sure we kind of get our opportunity to to go through and kind of cover it. We'll, we'll hit on all the races, see what we actually like, what we don't like, which ones we want to stay off on. So uh, uh, if you guys are ready, we'll just go ahead and I guess get our uh, get our handicapping on here for uh, for everybody. So first race on Saturday, mile turf race, uh, maiden fifty five thousand purse. Uh, you know, it's a maiden race, and it's your typical maiden race i mean three-year-olds i i struggle with maiden races man because you know i like to look at past performances and you look at this and you're like boy there's no pace setting information there's there's nothing that i look to i'm going right to trainer and jockey every time yeah there's a lot of first-time starters in this first race uh and there's a few horses that have experienced like every other race but um i mean Analyzing the race specifically for me, if I, if, you know, when I was looking at it specifically, what I'm, what I'm looking for in a race like this is if it's a first time starter, I'm looking for the breeding and I'm trying to look for some recent works and I want to see if the horse is in form and, and what the trainer has been doing with them over a period of time. I would say that, you know, looking at this race, I, I, I do like the three a little bit, um, with me, uh, Miguel Vasquez on it. Um, it's a Tatis, 
to to me, the horse is just kind of dropping in class. He's, this is fifty five k. This is uh, he's been running in seventy, seventy two, and ninety, and eighty five k, and he he's been somewhat there. He's out a little early. Um, loves the turf. Um, I, I would say he probably has a, a good shot if anybody else. And then, you know, my other strong. Uh, I mean, let me just recap here for today. I think I read had four more winners today. I think it was a four more kid. I think four. Yeah. yeah. I, th- yeah. I thought he had a chance. I mean, he had a chance for another five, six day win session, but the hottest Jack, he's going to win the, the, the championship meet at Gulfstream pretty, pretty easily. Handedly. Yeah, handily. I mean, not even close. And he's got the sixth uh, Shaftesbury, which again, you know, this is a, a strong horse out of uncle Mo, uh, Todd Pletcher. You get the Pletcher. I read connection. So stats, if you're looking at that kind of connection, you know that that's a, it's a high percentage, especially when we're talking about maidens two, two times out, Two seconds, decent buyer ratings at eighty five and eighty two. Six and the three were my two go tos this race. Yeah, I went um I went with the six in this race for sure. I like the IRAD Todd Pletcher connection. Um the speed ratings in the last two races, as you alluded to, are very good in a maiden race. Um out of Uncle Mo, IRAD and Todd Pletcher, one of the most dynamic duos and dominant duos in uh, all of horse racing. So I went with them on top. Um I really like Tyler Gaffleone in this race. Um, he's on the, I believe it's seven. Um, you know, he's a great jockey with the trainer, um, Danny G and that, uh, that connection right there, I think is, is tough. Um, you know, Danny G doesn't race a ton. Um, but when he does, he wins a lot. Um, and then the next horse I took after that was, uh, the nine, which is dropping in class and a 20% trainer second time Lasix. So I like that little throw in. Yeah. Yeah. The Tyler's on the eight. So city tavern, uh, mm-hmm. and, and city tavern, yep, yeah, city right. tavern and a really great work on March 7th, uh, with that, uh, four furlongs of 47 and three, uh, I think it was a decent strong work. He's out of constitution. So yeah, there's, there's a lot to like there in Danny Gargan. Obviously I, I can respect that. I, he's on my radar here, possibly for a second. I think the six is a little stronger and the three with the, the experience out there. It's, again, first time stars are always, you never know what yep. you're going to get first time out. And then with that nine, the only thing, the only thing I didn't like about the nine specifically, Robert Hess brings this horse, uh, gets the claim off a of Barclay tag. Um, this was back uh, two starts ago. So gets the horse, claims him, gets the horse, and then puts him right in the fountain of youth grade two right away. Horse is still a maiden, ran in 50,000, and then obviously the 50,000 claiming when he picked him up and was fourth by three quarters and five by six. So he picks him up and still needed some works. There were no works that was really impressive for me on that nine horse for him to actually put him in a, in a fountain of youth grade two race right away. Uh, but he did run against greatest honor who was yep. in the Florida Derby. Right. So, I mean, but he wasn't anywhere even on the radar in that race. So I thought it was a bad race for for Hess to put him in. I don't know what his thought process was on that. I, you know, I'd like maybe, to ask him sometime. But maybe it was just the exposure, um, trying to get him in a you know a big field, big race. Um, but second time Lasix, he's at twenty percent, which is a stat that yeah you know that lays out to me. You know yeah, and there's a lot of horse getting first time Lasix here too as well. Uh, the three actually yep. is getting first time Lasix, which also gave me a little boost that he uh, he may need that over the distance. Sure. Uh, stats, what, what input you got on this race? Because, again, it's Maidens. I mean, it's Maidens. So, you know, to me, I'm leaning heavy. You guys already hit on both of it. It's it, it's the Irad Fletcher show at this track all the time. Yeah. You know, looking at historics on it, I mean, Irad, this is since this is since December. So we're looking at, what, a 120-day look? I mean, mm-hmm. Irad's hitting the board at 58%. Yeah. He's winning 27%. He's, he's unconscious. Yeah. 
and and you compare that against some of these other jocks that have run race run more, right? If you look at Paco Lopez, he's run seventy more times. He's he's winning at seventeen percent. Like the delta between the two of them is just incredible. I mean, so Irad is, is just killing everybody on this track over the last four months. And then you look at Fletcher <clears throat> behind him, you know, 214 over the last four months. He's almost doubled everyone in money, and he's winning 25% and cashing 51%. It's crazy. Yeah. So, so me, yeah, I'm, I'm all over that. Yeah, uh, that's right in your wheelhouse, you know. Six, <laughs> Hit the percentages, I'm, I'm man. All, anyway, the six horse I'm all over. And then, and Jesse, I agree on the eight, you know, looking at, at Danny G, you look at that, those same numbers and you hit it on the head, man. He's only, he's only had 56 runs here in the last four months, but he's hitting the board 71%. He's yeah, that's a crazy 39% number. 39% clip. 39%. Crazy. He's winning on his horses, man. It, it's nuts. So I really like the, the six to eight here. Um, that's where I'm at on this one. Okay. And Tyler on... Danny's horse, I think, is a I'm probably, added I'm, bonus. I'm probably going to use this in my in my contest wagers today, just because I, I love maiden races specifically. Because I think you could really you could really almost like feel how a horse is really going to run for their career when they come out. And at an early stage, at three years old, you can really see it. I love two year olds too early on, but uh, I'm probably going to use this one. And I'm gonna, I'm going to predict that there's going to be a first time starter that's going to probably upset something here and throw it in in the second or third spot. I still think the six and the three are strong enough to beat any of the, the first time starters that are out there, but um, definitely use the first time starter in this race. If you're using exotics and tries. Um, so uh, let's go to race two. Uh, race two is a one mile to, here we go. <laughs> Dave, that's got, you know, it's got 10 state, 10 uh, stakes races, some graded and the Florida Derby. You throw in a 6250 claimer race. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like taking the, this, this is like taking the ugly girl, the prom for me right now. It's like, I'm just taking her there so I can get in the action and, uh, you know, hopefully can score something big later in the day, but 6250 claimers, four year olds and up. Um, not not a lot of insight here for you guys because I'm pretty much going to go ahead and just kind of throw out specifically what I think is going to happen. Um, I'm all over this 11 and the 7. The 11, this is where I really like Tyler. I specifically like Tyler because Tyler's, you know, in the championship meet, he's been um, best on horses that are coming, stalking the pace, and then tipping on the turn and then coming home. And, and swing west, the eleven specifically that's how this horse's run style is it's nothing else other than sitting fourth fifth six four lengths five lengths three lengths two lengths off the pace and then just making this bold move so i'm all over the 11 i probably will key that on top it's a good possibility um and then the seven i i just absolutely love do the, do the fact that this horse is first after the claim again we're, we're talking about another uh horse here uh, peter welder uh walter claims them uh, first time after a claim, he's at 24%. There's just something he does with horses when he gets them. He knows he, he can see how they've been running. He kind of tracks them like all trainers do. And then he puts his own style on it. He gets him a couple good works here uh, recently for four furlongs and five furlongs. So he's conditioned him for the race he wants. Um, so again, we're talking 6250. It's nothing, nothing great on the claiming side, but uh, I love the first after claim percentage at 24% win with Corey Lannery, who's another great jock. Uh, doesn't get enough mounts. I think uh, Corey works his horses pretty well. Very few times I'm yelling his name that he's not giving me the ride. So I got 11 and the seven on top. I threw a couple other horses here. The one 
I do like because it's going back to dirt. The 10 I do like on the class drop. And then I think if you're going crazy exotics, there's four four other ones you could probably throw in there for a third on the try. But I, I just see Tyler winning this. This may be a key race for me. You don't you don't like the offspring of twirling candy here? Yeah, I knew you were going <laughs> to jump on that. I was, wait, I was waiting I mean, for you to go ahead and jump in there and say that. I mean, how can you not? I mean, I, I mean I'll put money on anything out of twirling candy every time. Every time. That bloodline's stupid. Yeah, I know. That's like uh, it's it's like splitting aces. <laughs> I know. And, well, and and the worst part about it though is, is, you know, I'm not I'm not the only one that sees that. And every time one of these twirling candy bloodline horses race, oh look at that, five to two before you know, it's already chalked. Yeah, walking in, so you can't even make any money on it. Yeah, it's a great bloodline for sure. I mean, pro- proven bloodline bloodlines you know, make, make a big difference here. Um, into mischief right now. is just unconscious right now. The, Destroying the, I don't know right how now. many, how many maiden races I've seen into mischiefs win, or even, you know, three, four year old campaigns. It's just, it's just in, impressive on the bloodlines that are coming out right now for these, uh, these younger horses from out of into mischief. But yeah, it's really candy's right there. Stats. Yeah. I went that way too. Um, 11, I think in this race is, is I'd bet a lot of money. I bet the mortgage on this horse. I think this horse <laughs> is like a, one of the biggest locks, if you take a look at all the races in the day, um, Tyler Gaffleone, one of the best jockeys out there, along with Irad, and he's a, he's an elite company. Um, he's young, he's up and coming, he's hungry, he wants to race. Uh, but Swing West is in great form; it's got great workouts. Um, and then after that, I think it's a little bit more wide open. Um, I do like the seven a lot, which you alluded to. I also like the ten, the Twirling Candy uh, Bloodline, but I threw. And this is what I think I'll play in my my kind of wagering for the day is I'm going to do like a $2 exacta, nothing fancy, but I'm going to do the 11 on top with the 1, 3, 5, 7, and 10. You yeah. know, just throw in some, some bigger numbers in second place. Maybe I'll get lucky and somebody will come through. So- I think... That's the play for this race. I, you know, I'm not against this 10. Yeah, I, I still I still going to have in the exotics. I just think that, first off, you know, Zayas has had some better days recently than he had early in the in the meet. I do like the breeding, obviously, Twirly Candy. He's dropping in class. I mean, he's running, you know, 16, 16K and, and 12.5. So, I mean, a lot of these horses have been running 62.50s for a long, long time. So, you know, like, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he were to do something in this race. Right. However, just his, his last two outings alone, I don't think the class drop's going to do enough for him, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, and you're going to get a short price on the 11. I mean, I think everybody's going to oh, yeah. see exactly what we're all seeing. You know, this 11 is, mm-hmm. is class in the race. So you're going to get a short price. So, you know, it's kind of handicapping, but it's kind of hoping that you hit a bomb behind it. You know, so I'm hoping that's why I'm playing five horses behind it for $2, a $10 bet. Right. I'm hoping that, a you know, a 22 to one shot comes in and hits the board. Whether that's oh, Absolutely. A, you know, whether that's a one, three, 10, whatever it is. Listen, if the Tekken run that race like he did three races ago, uh, where he had the hunter buyer rating, uh, he's probably wins this hands down. He's just his last two races out of form. Uh, you know, size has been on him. Zayas is getting back on him. He's ridden before and he didn't ride him great at 12 fives. So I just, I don't see him doing enough at, at, uh, at 62 50, but we'll see. So who would be the bomb? Who do you, who do you got as the bomb for this one? Uh, yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you my bomb long shot. I got some, I got, like I said, I had four other horses that I have in here. So let me see which one's the longest shot on the board. Uh, right now it's espresso, the nine. Uh, you got the odds there stats. Yeah. 
The spread sold at nine is thirty to one right now. I'll, I'll give you four horses. You give me the odds. All right. Uh, what, do, what are the odds on the three? Fifteen. Okay. Uh, what are the odds on the five? Six. Wow. Okay. Well, Nick. Yeah. What are the odds on the uh, eight? Fifteen. And the six. Eight. Okay. So we're looking at the three or the three or the six, right? Yeah. Yeah. Three of the six are both fifteen. Those would be my two bombs. Uh, Doctor DJ is just going to come off the pace. That's what he does. He's he, he's a sixty-two fifty horse. Uh, jumps up in class, doesn't do anything. I don't like the move when he got claimed two times back, uh, two races back. They put him right into you know sixteen k open company. Didn't do anything. Obviously, they've got Marcos Manessas, which this horse is a closer, and that's Marcos's. That's that's his. That's his stamp. He's the best when he has a closing horse. So he could definitely be in the mix. And I would say three then with a uh, expectation would be my other one with my uh, Montalvo Carlos. One is last time out on nine winners of three at 62.50 for a mile. So, I mean, and he won it by eight. I don't see why he can't do it again against this field. He's going to have a hard time. He has lost to uh, Iacopote before. So, you know, I mean, he's lost to horses in this race before, but, you know, every horse has his day. So I would probably, probably lean more towards the, uh, the five's cheaper, but I'd say the six probably would be my my long shot to close off the pace and maybe a little uh, battle up front. Kid, yeah, right. yeah, that, that's me. I don't know, kid. You got a long shot? Uh, I was with you on three. Um, like I said, I threw five horses in there, so um, I guess I wouldn't say long shot, but I would say middle of the pack horse. Maybe yeah. um, you know I'm trying to make you know twenty dollars on my ten dollar investment, double up on this race. You know, right? Like I said, the eleven's going to go for a price of probably let's say eight to five, nine to five, something like that. You know, nothing, nothing crazy, maybe even more than that, you know? So, yeah. um, I would say the three is probably my second, my second. Yeah. And it makes sense. Totally makes sense. It's a similar race last time out. It runs the same kind of race. Um, yeah. All right. All right. Well, then we go to a short field, man. Yeah. <laughs> if everyone shows up. Uh, yeah. You, that's you know, a- you know where I'm, you, you don't even have to look at the rest of it. You know where I'm going. <laughs> I've already got your horses circled. I already scratched them off the form. So, <laughs> uh, well, you're, you're you're killing my one one to win for all the money. Uh, let's 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 back it up here. It's a mile turf. This is the first stakes race of the day. 100k, uh, the Sanibel Island Stakes. Um, I, I gotta tell you, you, you like this one stats? You sticking yeah, with the, the Irad Pletcher stat, right? Pletcher Irad, Pletcher Irad. I liked him better in a maiden race. I don't know if I like him in this stakes race, to be honest with you. Yeah, it was. I was kind Double. of. Double I think it's a toss up between two horses. I like the one. I like the Irad Todd Pletcher. Look at connection. you. Two. Look at you. But two. are you sure you're? I not also kid? like hit the woe, <laughs> which is my 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 bigger play. I think. Wow. Um, hit wow, the woe is going to be a tough horse to beat. I don't care what anybody says. We are going to be way off on this one. I can tell you that right now. Okay, so uh, so you got the eight hit the woe, and you got the one. Coworth Park. Yep. Yep. Well, I mean, I, I like the I like the one just from the historic numbers on it, but I mean, looking at other stuff, the the four is what jumps off the page to me. That's a big one as well. He's yeah. in my second spot. Yeah, I I love the four actually. Uh, I see now you're reading the the Irad Pletcher stat. I'm all over Alvarado and Mott when it comes to this. They, first off, they've got one of the highest percentage when it comes to the maidens at this championship meet this year, and. On non-graded stakes, we're at 
with Mott on non-graded stakes. So this is a stakes race, not graded. Yeah. And he's just coming off to me, which is a pretty impressive win on a maiden 50K race. Uh, just kind of sat off the pace and waited for his opportunity to fire. So he wins his debut. He got a hot trainer. He got a great jockey trainer combination, again, with Alvarado and Mott. And he's got the best turf speed uh, to the average winning speed. So everything fires that there's nothing that this, there's nothing that tells me this horse isn't going to be in it. And that was in February 18th when he won. He's got some pretty okay uh, workouts since then. And I, I do, I do like a couple of the workouts, especially his last one he had there at three furlongs at 36 and one um, on March 21st. So Mott's keeping them fresh, bringing them in short field. Like you said, I'm all over this for, I, I don't, care for the eight as much um no turf and hasn't run the distance so i'm just i'm just kind of off him i mean he's ran six and a half for a long as he hasn't run the mile and and i don't like the non-turf race only dirt only yeah i like the four as well um i put him in my second spot i know you're very high on the bill mott and the junior alvarado connection as always um i'm pretty much the same with irad and todd pletcher i think that's a dynamic duo like i said and um, they're world beaters together, but you know, the one horse that you're not high on that I'm high on is obviously hit the woe. And, you know, I'm just looking at the race types that they had reading yeah. the form, you know, he's ridden in some pretty good company and, you know, he had Joel Rosario on him. He also had Irad on him as well. Um, you know, so some good jockeys to ride him. I mean, he's sitting right there where I think he can make a, a make a decent run to it, but that 90 speed rating kind of sticks out to me granted yeah the surfaces are different obviously that always plays a different sure you know factor but um you know tyler's gonna put him where he needs to be and i'm really high on the one but if if a horse gonna jump up and, and surprise the field i think hit the woe is gonna be that horse it, it's not the 90 the 90 buyer rating I'm, I'm all over if he would have followed that up i know he jumped up to a 75k in the uh uh, the glitter woman, but I mean, he, yeah. he didn't really run his race that last race. He had a and bad he, start though. and he took a month and a half off and, and you know, he trained him for a month and a half, put him in this race and he really wasn't even a factor for the most part of the race. Now I'm not saying that the horse can't bounce back um, and maybe get back to the form he ran in his maiden race at 80 K where he, you know, graduated at 80,000. But I'm just sitting here looking in this field, shorter field again, which I think is something you got to keep, which is key to me is that, in a shorter field, I think the four can dominate this field. I actually like the three more than I would even take the eight. And three is my second choice. Ran the grade three last time out at a mile and a 16th. A little too much for him. He ran the mile on a turf, broke his maiden at 50K and a mile. But then you get to this, you know, this uh, this grade, it's a grade three race. So not only is it a stakes race, it's grade three at Gulfstream Park. And he ran third. And and he he ran against great horses in that race. So you know, four and the three, I think it's a two horse race for me. I I just don't see the eight being um in the mix when it when it comes down to it. Um and as far as the one, you know, I know Stats loves the connection. You always bet the connection, and so do I. Uh I just think it's too big of a hike class, uh a hiking class for him to actually make up any ground here today like he normally does. You know, so see, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the I'm gonna throw the five in with it. I like the one four five. Box them up. The vibes I like I like Velasquez. Yeah, I mean, a lot less like about Johnny. You you like him going a mile when he hasn't gone over five furlongs? Yeah. You, you, you're, you looking at, you're looking at breeding here with Constitution and just saying that he can go the mile and tap it, out of tap it, and LeBron yeah, being city zip? Yeah. 
that's a, that's a little bit of it. But I mean, you know, the two races ago, I mean, didn't really or three races ago, I didn't really run well at all. But well, like, stumbled, at, stumbled at the start and lost the rider three races ago. So you know, yeah, <laughs> and, 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 yeah, yeah, rider fell off. That's my favorite one that happens. By the way, when that rider flies off, <laughs> as long as as long as everyone's okay. I mean, it's almost like it's almost like when we're watching the uh, the buggy races and you see them doing a the little dance around the corner. That's one. He's of doing that dance around, around the third turn. Yeah, they start prancing around. I. Um, I, I'm just like, I like to see a horse go two turns before I want to bet it. Um, but that's just me. I mean, he's got the talent. He, he's hit the board every time he's had a rider on his back and finished, you know, the top three every time. So, um, and he, and he, the class is still there, but he's just got to, he's got to keep the rider on his back. I think, and we'll see. So I, I think we're really separated on this. This is one race I think we're really all divided on. Yeah. I think this one from what we're seeing, what we're all seeing is just it's wide open <laughs> side bet. <laughs> It's pretty wide open to me. Side bet. We we may have to do something on that. I don't know. Look, look for it on the social media. There may be a side bet on that race. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fourth race, mile on the sixteenth well, turf. Uh, the the uh, Sand Springs Stakes, hundred k. So another another stakes race, non graded. Uh, uh, stats. I'm gonna let you go ahead and start on this one. On the fourth. Yeah. If there's anything another, specific another, that talks to you, or I can go ahead and another short, another short field. Um, you know, I just, I just have such a hard time getting away from this. But looking through this race, I'm on the six. You like the I'm six? I'm on the six. Yeah. <clears throat> I know the uh, the last race didn't you know, didn't come out great, but you know it's Pletcher here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm sticking to Pletcher, man. Uh, I'm confused. That's where I'm going. I know Phil Glorious, the people are high on the two and people are high on the three, but the six is where I'm at. Yeah. Six has got all the class here. <clears throat> so you drop in class here from grade one, grade three races. I, I got to say that he likes to go out there and wing it, and he's definitely going to go to the front in this race. Uh, Jose will definitely – Jose rides better when he's on the front. I will say that. I mean, he, he can win off the pace. He can win on closers. But he's more comfortable, I think, as a jockey when he's got the horse that he can rate at the front. So you're probably, you're probably right there. This horse is running Breeders' Cup before. Um, there's nothing not to like about the six, honestly. Yeah, I think it's six all day. Um, really, I mean, I mean, everything points to the six, like you said, Joey. Um, you know, Jose's back on him actually too. So obviously I believe it was Flavian Pratt who ran him before that. Um, just wasn't a good ride for him. And then, you know, you get Jose back on him. Who's one on him consecutively. I think it's a no brainer to me. Um, the other horses I like to throw in there is kind of honorable mentions or, you know, throw them in your second place. If you're going to play an exacta, it has to be the one. Um, I like the five and I believe it's the three with yeah. Alvarado. Um, Alvarado, and this is kind of my insight just from watching horse racing, being a part of, you know, watching Aqueduct and Santa Anita and all these, you know, I think he's on the two, actually, excuse me. He's on the two. Um, and Christoph Clement is one of the best turf trainers around. I mean, this is what he specializes. He can do it all. He's, he's a trainer. He's, he's got all the accolades, but turf is what he specializes in and especially a route race. So don't sleep on that. Um, you know, junior Alvarado, all these rides hard so you know the six with the one two five i think would be a good exacta for me to play and i wouldn't be afraid to throw in a five dollar exacta out there 
Uh, just just going back on that <clears throat> on the six. Obviously, that speed. There's there's a lot of horses that are going to go with the six. Are they going to hold with the six? I don't know. But can it take something out of them enough for a closer to hit? That's where I'm kind of making my money on. I think the six is definitely the class of the race. Definitely looking to wire the field and go to the front. However, the five's got some speed. Little tactical there as well. Has run some good quality races, grade threes and stakes races. The uh, the three's probably going to go right there instead of stalking pace at second. And I think Irad's going to try to, you know, Safi's probably going to tell him to go right with him and just stay off the pace and, and try to hopefully somebody else goes with it and he can grind down and run past. And that's why I really liked Alvarado in this race on the two. I think if anybody's going to be able to run him down, it's going to be feel glorious and junior Alvarado. And again, Christoph Clement connection, another good solid connection, jockey trainer. And um, he can make, he can make up the ground. He already has in the, the honey Fox. He made up some serious ground, uh, ran a good solid race. Um, he's run stakes races in grade threes where he's done the same thing. He may not be winning these races, but he's definitely making the moves at the right time. So if he can run into a good pace, which he's probably going to get if somebody pushes the six, I think, I think he may be out of something kid here with the, with the two field glorious actually closing out and getting a strong piece on this field. The only other one I had any kind of insight on originally when I first looked at it was the one, the one is a one, a race in a year, but the horse is constantly running in grade three, grade two races and stakes races and is constantly coming off of the pace similar to what, you know, the two is going to look for. So if the two, if the one can get the rail and he can get good position, the, the worst part about it is that this one hasn't broke. He's, he's not breaking from the gate like he used to. You can go back to September of last year. He was breaking from the gate decently. All of a sudden now he's, he's mid pack to last uh, coming out the gate fourth, last time out from the gate. He needs a better run. Johnny V is the only thing that kind of worries me from, from that one position. Maybe feels more comfortable. I don't really know, but if this one can get a good break and stays in the mix, he's going to be coming with the two late. And if the six has that speed getting pressed, um, he may falter, but the six is the class. Yeah, the six is definitely the class. And, um, like I said, I don't know. I mean, if you're hoping for a speed duel at the top and I just don't see that happening. Um, I think the six, if you look at the accolades and you look at how, how he's performed over the last, you know, 10 races, I mean, you're going to see that's the best horse in the field. So I think it's a, it's really a bet on second and who's going to finish second is really the, the play here. It'll be interesting to see how it so plays. I think what I think is interesting is time form us is all over the three in this. And I couldn't really, I couldn't really get on that. I just, I just don't see it. They, they're all over the three. And that's that's the angle here is I think the six is going to go, the three is going to be right with it. I love the three specifically. I actually have the three and the two on top. Alvarado and the three, uh, Alvarado the two, and then the three. It's Irad. Oh, the Irad. And again, you, you can't go wrong with Ben Irad right now at Gulfstream. He's just unconscious. I know. So you give him a horse that has a chance, he's going to put him in there. I mean, we're talking a big day. He's going to try to, he's going to do something impressive tomorrow. He's got a lot. He's going to make some money. A lot of great mounts tomorrow. So, man, I I know I'm all over the Fletcher-Irad combination, but if you look at the uh, Irad-Joseph combination. Yeah. They're winning. They're winning at 43% over the last year. Safi Joseph (laughs) is... Is making a name for himself right now. He um, has for the last two years. He's been. Safi's been I coming. Think this on. year is just. I don't know. From what I can see, I don't know. You've been watching a little bit more in tune than yeah. I have, but I mean, just from this year alone, I mean, Safi Joseph is worth the play. Even yeah. if you think he doesn't even have a, the best horse in the field, you think maybe he's a mid-grade horse. I'd still bet him because I mean, Safi's just he's starting to really put a stamp on. I own Gulfstream. Sa- Safi a GP is definitely making 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 his name he has for the last couple of years he's been more impressive he's getting more quality horses he's getting more opportunities and it's really showing what a quality trainer he is 
and uh, and and the jocks want to ride for him. He's getting he's getting these great horses. So, uh, yeah, nothing. Yeah, nothing, I mean, nothing really, to shy away from. I mean, Safi right now since since December, <clears throat> he's number two in purse, <clears throat> and he's actually he's hitting the board at fifty two percent. So he's you know he's one basis point ahead of Fletcher and hitting the board. Yeah, Safi's Safi's a solid trainer. But the two of those together, man, him and him and Irad, I guess I guess really Irad with anybody at this point, but. The two of them together to, to be hitting the board at seventy one percent over the last year, like yeah, that's crazy. Can't go wrong. It's only forty. It's only forty two miles, but still seventy one percent. Listen, yeah. you're, you're going to feel this way on a lot of races that uh, to, on Saturday because they're just really, really tough. So pace makes the race. It's going to be who goes with the six. That's that's really it. Or does he take his time and and just go at his own rate? Uh, let's move on. Let's get let's get the sixth race on. Oh, one mile turf. It's the uh, Kittens Joy. Uh, sorry, it's fifth race. Sorry, almost went to the sixth real quick. So I'm skipping a couple races and trying to get through here. Seven furlongs. It's the uh, another stakes race, the Sir Shackleton. Uh, $100,000 purse. This one for me, I, I'm i probably not I'm probably not touching this race. I think that uh, Stats, you and the kid probably have a better beat on it. I looked. I was grinding. I... There's one angle I want to play on here, and that's it. So I'm gonna let uh, I'm gonna let you or the I'll let the kid go ahead and take this one. Yeah, um, I did bet this race. I'm, I'm not going deep on this race. I mean, I think uh, my big uh, my big pick here is going to be Tyler on Yodel EA Who. Um, it, it just he's training well. He's got great speed uh, speed ratings. Um, you know, not really too much to brag about, but. You know, he's got that. He posted that 100 speed rating in his last race, which I think is is unbelievable. You know, granted the field and uh, tops the field, so he's in great form. Tyler is on top of him. I think he's going to take this one. Um, the other two horses. So I'm going to play an exact in this race with two horses behind it, and I'm not trying to get too fancy. I'm not trying to go in too depth, um, but I like the four a lot with Frosted Grace, and it's Edwin Gonzalez. I don't know how many. Mounts Edwin Gonzalez has um, very few, so that 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 kind of pointed a little bit of something's off there. You know, he might be he might have something here with this horse, um, as well as the fact that he also has some pretty decent speed ratings over the last five races, so trending in the right direction there. And then my second to last horse here that I'm going to put in there is the eight, um, really cut and dry town classic Irad. You really can't go against him, and then. With a Safi Joseph connection, this this horse might actually win it. Um, you know, he's finished second in his last four races, five races, and has different jockeys on him. So I think Irad's going to give him a great race. Um, he's going to get him out where he needs to be, just because that's Irad. But six six races at second. Yeah, <laughs> Safi Safi claims him. Yep, Safi claims him. Puts him in twenty five thousand claimer, loses by ten lengths, and then runs the next six races second. Yep. Every time out, love uh, second place, including a including a stakes race that he had for for six hundred k. So I mean, yeah, it's not to like about. Yeah, I mean, how can't you? And like I said, Irad on top of him. I mean, I think Irad's going to have a huge day tomorrow. He's going to be hitting the board a lot. I could be way yeah. off, but he's just a bad yeah. man when it comes to Gulfstream, and you can't really go against him. But um, I think Tyler is also going to have a pretty solid day out there. So he's got he's got some good opportunities too, and he's been riding pretty yep. good as of late. So uh, I went real easy, one with a four eight. Those are, that's going to be my exact or whatever you want to play it for. I'll pl- probably play it for $5, $10 total bet, and hopefully we cash on that one. Uh, I like the simplification. Stats, I can already tell where you're going to go to. So, I mean, do you, do you, do you want me to <laughs> – Should I look at the crystal Let's ball see. and tell you who I'm going to pick for you? Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, what do you got? so I know you're going to go with, with let me know, which is the twirling candy, uh, Ju- <laughs> Julia Laparu on the six, um, which I mean, he's cutting back on distance, which I think may help this horse out. Uh, I like, I do like the, uh, the challenger grade three race. Cause he was, he was out there and he was in contention ran a 95 buyer rating, but, uh, and it's the first time Julian was on him or I'm sorry, scratch that third time he was on him. But, uh, you know, if that's the angle you're going at, I, I think it's just as good as any other angle that's in here. Well, I guess you know me well, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you any, know me too well. Anybody, yeah, anybody like you put short, in I, I like that he's shortening down, right? If I'm looking at some of the splits that he had in some of these mile and 16th and mile race, I, I just, he, we haven't seen him run less than a mile and, in quite some time. So I'm really curious to see how he comes out of the gate, but yeah, you're, you're spot on. And that's so much the twirly candy piece, but that's, yeah, it is. We all know what it is. Yeah. Twirly candy, I'll bet it every time. Yeah. If I, if I had a single horse here, I would almost like, I would almost want it. My, my heart wants me to go to the seven with Jose, uh, Jose Ortiz and, and Todd Pletcher, Pletcher again, that last race. Cause you know, again, I'm big on the claims here. Todd picks this horse off from Steve Asmussen. Um, Back in July, picks him up, gets him off the claim from the bluegrass, uh, um, or picks him up from the, uh, uh, yeah, from the bluegrass, got, got to start training him. The training switch, not a claim, was a training switch. So it goes over to Pletcher's barn and, you know, from July all the way, uh, up until, uh, the one, one, one race, uh, in August, he actually gets to run in the Amsterdam, and he, he ran a good, solid race. So he came off a, a race where he ran, you know, 10th by 17, a little bump, rough little kind of ride back in July. But then he comes back and runs second, which gets the horse right back to where he wants, gets his highest buyer rating of the year, and then he just takes his time off. And this is what I love best about Todd Pletcher is that he will, even though the horse ran great in that race, uh, there was nothing here. The horse was sound, gave it plenty of time to start training Pletcher away. And to me... He's obviously high trainer percentage, uh, ran really great his last time out, takes the time off, decent works, and now he's putting him where he thinks he has the best position to to win. So I would roll the dice a little bit on the seven. I think your speedster is going to be the the chivalry is probably going to go to the front because that's Yara Mio, and he loves to go to the front, and this horse has the ability to go out. So uh, it was just too tough for me to gauge, but I think you guys are spot on on a lot of what you covered. I don't know if anybody else is in. Oh, let's go to the six. Yeah, let's this, go to the six. This is the one I was kind of waiting for. This is the, the mile turf. Now we can get to it. This is the, this is the, uh, the Kittens Joy Appleton uh, stakes. So it is a grade three race. So we've got graded stakes race, and it's got a lot, a lot of talent. Um, I will say that I, I looked at this quite a bit. There's a few that I could question a little bit. Um, I don't think the, the six is I, – I, Looked at the six. He's not up for the distance, and he doesn't like. He has never run the turf, so I, I threw the six right out. So that's off my board. If it comes in, you know, you know, punish me for that. I just I couldn't do anything with that. But my key in this race was the eight. I don't see anybody being beaten. Seismic wave, Chad Brown. You know, not the biggest player when it comes to Gulfstream Park, but one of the best trainers there are. Obviously, um, I don't even know what Chad Brown's stats are. I just know he doesn't have a lot of horses. Uh, as much as some of the other trainers do at Gulfstream Park, but I will tell you this: Irad, <laughs> he's got he's got Irad. He's gonna have a, he's a bad man. He's gonna have a great day. 
29% trainer in 90 days out. So this horse has been off the off the pace since uh, uh, 18th of October when he ran uh, his last grade two race. Wasn't a great race with Castellano. Don't think he raced a lot of great races prior to that other than, um, you know, an 80,000 open company. Um, ran okay in the poker grade three back in July. So we're almost going a year since he was really in form. I think he's back in form. I think I like I like his works. I like where he's at. I think Chad's putting him in this race to actually make an impression here. I love the eight. I'd like him off the pace late. I think there's a lot of speed in here, and I think Irad's going to run him down. Well, uh, I I like the eight as well. Um, I didn't go with the eight on top. I saw it a little bit different. Um, I'm actually pretty high on the four, which is a George Weaver horse. Mm-hmm. Um, I got. Edgar Zayas on him. Um, just looking at you know his last three races, I think he's in good form. You know, I like to see that. I like to see uh, his speed rating. Um, he posted a ninety six in his last two races, which is good. I think that's enough to to also help win the field. But um, you know, it's Zayas, so I'm a little bit on the fence if he can do it. But I was looking for a little bit more of a price because I think mm-hmm. Irad's going to get a lot of looks. But I also like the three. The three actually has. Um, some also good speed ratings over the last two. And then he had Velasquez on him before and then Rosario. So he also had two really good jockeys on him. Um, you're looking at, you know, a little bit of a classy horse, but with a different jockey on him, with Tyler on him, there's always that risk. I'm not a big fan of the jockey changes, but, um, you know, if I was going to go and bet this race, which I will be, uh, but I like the four with the three, eight. And then if you can hit that all button in the back end, do it. But I like it with the one, three, five, six, eight. I got to tell you something. I, I should just put on this, uh, the Kreshkin little dome turban on because I can tell you what I knew you were going to take Tyler. <laughs> Every race you take Tyler, obviously he's a great jockey. You're, my guy. You're a big fan of him. Uh, that's your guy. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not saying that uh, Frostmourne can't win this race. I like the eight specifically. Maybe I change it on, on race day. Maybe I, maybe I throw just a, a universal box out there. To cover it, because I do think that the three is going to be tough. I do think the four is going to be tough. And you said you had the five, and what else was that? So I had, that's just my, my end the of four the four with the three, so, eight. Yep, and then the four with the three, eight, and yeah. then the one, three, five, six, eight. Yeah. And I'm going to go right back and say, don't sleep on Junior Alvarado. Yep. This horse has had one bad race, and that was in a grade two. So I know he's... I know he's only done some allowance races in some mobile company and some 62,000 races, but at the distance, I think he he might just be actually the one to, he, he could be the one to catch. He's got three bullet workouts. February 28th, five furlongs at 103. March 6th, five furlongs at 102 and three. And then March 14th, five furlongs at 102 and three. So say what you want. This horse has been off since September, off the layoffs. I know it's usually tougher and it's not the best trainer there. Um, you know, obviously, especially off the layoff uh, with Roger Adfield. But I will tell you this. I, I think that one could be an upsetting horse. Um, and Alvarado's been on fire. He may just go out there and steal this race. Honestly. I also, I mean, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's why I threw him in for third. I, yeah, he very well could take it. And he, I mean, any of these races are up for grabs. I yeah. think you know, with the the caliber jockeys, the caliber horses, and training in here. I mean, you're you're looking at a great day of racing. But in this race in specific, I also like the five a lot. Um, Javier Castellano coming back is coming right yep. back in the form. He's been on fire too. Um, he's been riding really hard. You can tell just by watching the races. You can tell that he he wants to win every race that he's coming out because he's making up. So 
I threw him out. I had him for second or third. I don't think he can win it, but I definitely think he can hit second or third and the exact or the try. Um, you know, he's he's also a decent horse. I mean, he he won in his last time out in a fifty thousand dollar claimer, and then the the start before that, he hit with a seventy five thousand dollar open company. Uh, came in second with Victor LeBron on him with nothing against Victor, but you know, you're getting a better jockey right. than Castellano. So I think there's Agreed. you know there's a little bit to to really look at. You know, high trainer percentage. Switches to high jockey, which is Javier Castellano, you know, just reading off the form here. And then 27% trainer winner in those last race. So, I mean, there's a lot of signs that says this horse can win. I don't think he will, but in second or third for sure. I, I love Javier and obviously another Safi Joseph horse here. Um, I don't see this horse being on this level to run this race. Um, if, if you look back and maybe, you know, late, early fall of 2020, the horse looked like he'd be ready for this kind of a race. He hasn't really run to meet uh, enough competition to really consider him in this in this caliber of a class race. I, just based on class alone is why I kind of tossed him out. I didn't even have him on the board, but, you know, again. Who knows? Safi knows better on why I would put him there in the first place. But I would th- I would throw, definitely throw the six out. The five was my second choice to toss out. I think the the... I still think the eight is the best shot in the one, three, four following behind it. Uh, you are talking me a little bit into the four a little bit, but that's kind of where I'm at. Stats, you got any uh, other input on this race? I don't have much to add other than I threw out the six, the seven, and the two. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, Jesse came back with the five. You know, I thought five, the five is the sneaky one. I think it could set some pace. I mean, you know, if I if I, if I was going to get squirrely and I had a couple cocktails and throw a bet on here, <laughs> I, might be, uh, I might be like a one, four, five, one, one, three, four, five, eight, super box. Throw them all in there. Cause you I don't like know who's going to come out that way. You do like the super. <laughs> for a guy super that, box for the, them all together. For a guy that can't pick two horses, you love betting four of them. I don't know why. <laughs> give me all, give me all of them. Like kick, kick that, that two, six and seven out of there. I would throw that five right out with it. Honestly, it's like a teacher in summer Stop school has got no class. Oof. No class, man. He's got no class. <laughs> no class. <laughs> it's no class. All right. Now uh, I just met, I may bet the five just out of spite because you should. That. This could be another side bet race. I just did. I just did. <laughs> Future bet Saturday. <laughs> uh, that, that's happened before. I've thrown horses out and they've won races. So you got to do what you got to do. Uh, seventh mile, uh, seventh race, mile and a 16th. On the turf this is another maiden race, fifty-five thousand. Let me just tell you right now, it's a maiden race. I, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on talking about this, but I will tell you what I do like, and then I'm going to move out of my out of my way here. I like the five and the ten; those are my two top choices. Um, if you ask me, the ten actually with the drop in class helped it out the last two times. Lost by a neck two times back, lost by a length second again um last time out February 14th on Valentine's Day still get he's get Irad obviously and it's another Todd Pletcher it's a maiden race not a lot to not like there I do like the 5 it's my other choice uh no ordinary time again a couple solid races here um for uh Shigmigehi and uh Julian Laparu I think actually if I had to choose between the two I probably would lean more to the 5 than I would on the 10 but my whole concept here it's a maiden race I like the 510 with the 2129 yeah, I mean it's a maiden race. I I can I can get on top of pretty much anything here, but the one that stuck out to me, my boy 
Tyler Gaffleon. Dude, how Chris, did I know? Christoph Clement, <laughs> Deadly Connection. You know, I don't even need on you a guys turf on route. I can just I can do this by myself <laughs> on the podcast and just tell uh, this is what Justin likes, this is what Joe likes, Stats likes, and uh, I'll make it real easy. You guys don't have to be here uh, to record. Yeah, the reason why you bet them is because they hardly disappoint. You sit there and look at these trainers, and they're on their game every time. And Tyler, same thing. Man can ride. Um, but that's the one that, you know, I, he, he maybe has a, a uh, good shot here. I didn't look at this race at all. I, I really didn't. Big field, maiden. I, I didn't even look at it. The question I have for you guys is, whenever you say Laparoo, am I the only one that when I'm reading it, I hear it as an Adam Sandler voice? Laparoo. I'm over here playing my invisible clarinet right now. Yeah, I will now. Now every time his name is announced, I'm going to be like, oh, now I'm going to think of Adam Sandler. That's great. Thanks for the association. I will say this. Go ahead. Go ahead, Stats. I, I didn't. I didn't touch this thing at all. I uh, who who are you on, Justy? I like Tyler and the Christoph Clement connection, but I can also get on top of the, you know, Johnny Velasquez and Todd Pletcher connection as well. Um, Which you know, horse? So, in this race, it is Tyler and Christoph on the three, which is community adjusted, and then okay. wait, who the three? The three, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Let me, uh, let me just take a look here. What do I? Did I mention the three? No. Why? No, what didn't. do you like about we're, the three? So Tyler Gaffleon, oh, Christoph Clement. <laughs> that's that's yeah. That's your key. That's yeah. that's it right there. Seventy two thousand <laughs> made and dropped fifty five. Yep. That that's it. Yep. And then I was taking a look and I was kind of going back and forth. I'm like, I don't know, but American Harris out of American, American Pharaoh, Pharaoh yeah. which is always nice to see. Um, yeah. Johnny Velasquez, who it, yeah, you don't need to say much more than that. And then Todd Pletcher. So. Either one of those horses are going to win it. If you play a double, I say take those two and play them with whatever you but, want. The but the three is your top choice. Three is top choice. That's my Did you boy. Need a lot of paint chips when you were a kid. Why? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I think of you right now. <laughs> well, everybody, mark it in their calendar. Mark it on their uh, forums that the three is going to win this race. How many? You uh, don't uh, like nope. stats. How nope, many horses? How, how many horses are in this field? Twelve right now. Too many. There's twelve right now with an also eligible. If the F three finishes better than ninth, oh, you got to have another side bet here. I don't think that three is going to do anything. Yeah, mark this I'll one down. I'll say. All right, yeah, I want I want on this action too. I think the three doesn't finish ahead of the ten. Ooh, I'd like to take all your money on this one. Wait, and Joe, you like the ten? You know, for for a race yeah. that nobody really has an opinion on, everyone's got a lot. Of it looks like we got here. a bigger opinion. Well, that's because you guys are shitting on my boy. So you no, like, I'm not shitting on your guy. I'm just <laughs> saying we're 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 at Gulfstream and, and the ten is a Fletcher Irad combo. How, how am I not going to take that? Yeah, how can't you? I, I guess I, I guess I could see that connection, but I I think that's I'm it. not betting. I Irad can't win them all, can he? He's getting the mounts to do it. He, I mean, he won four today. He could win. Fuck, he could win six tomorrow for, on Saturday. Who knows? I don't know. I mean, Irad yeah, is the best best jockey out there right now, but I mean. The man's not going to win every race. So I had to pick a race where I think anybody could win it, and this is the race I think Tyler steals it from him. Yeah. Boom. Mark uh, it in. All right, mark, mark it down. We got side action. Yeah. Book Start Stats, mark that down. Mark it down. This is what we're going to talk about next week because race there's seven. just no way. There's just no way. All right, moving on from this maiden hold race. On. Yeah, mark it down. Seventh hold, race. Hold on, hold on. 
so seventh race we got we got I'm taking the ten. Kid, you're taking what? Now? Uh, I I think the five or the ten. I'll let me just let me, let me backtrack here real quick. If we're if we're just saying he's taking the three and you're taking the ten, yeah, yeah. I'll go ahead and put the five out there. I'll put the five. I have the five. You have the ten. He has the three. There's no way the three beats the five of the ten this race. I like it. <clears throat> Here's the other side action to chew on for a little bit. There are fourteen races over under. Irad winning five. Oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna say under, but Over, it'll be close. That's a good number. Yeah, you should say hit the board, and I'd probably be more like seven, eight. Yeah, mm. I we think winning. Too. We can say we can say hit the board six and a half. <laughs> Fuck it, I ain't no bitch. I'll take the over on it. <laughs> <laughs> I trust my boy. <laughs> uh, I like it. All right, let me take a look here. All right, so let's move on to the eighth race. Mile on an eighth. It's the uh, the Ghost Sapper Grade 3. Uh, it's going to go on the dirt for a mile on an eighth. And if I had to look, this was a tough race for me. This is this is almost one like I I still have to handicap a little, a little farther. I probably won't bet this race. It won't be in my contest. I'll bet it, but it won't be in my contest bets. Um, me personally, all I have listed here, three horses on a key box or exact a box. I do like the two Aya Jedi uh, off the pace. I do like the one uh, Last Judgment. And then I do like the six. And I like the six probably more than I like the other two with War Stopper. Shocking is the Irad Pletcher connection, which I know <laughs> Stats loves and is probably going to key on top after winning out that uh, uh, coming in third on the Challenger Grade 3. And then back-to-back wins prior at uh, 62 and uh, 25K. That's it. I mean, it's a tough race. It's a tough race to handicap overall, but I leave two one six. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not touching this. I'm not touching this one at all. But I, you know, I'm going against my own trend. I, I got the one, but I'm not going to touch this. You took the one. Yeah. No, I know you're going to bet the six anyways. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. Uh, I went. I'm with you guys. I like the one. I also like the two. Um, I don't like the six as much. I know that's kind of blasphemy in this uh, this discussion, but um, I actually went the one, two, and the four. Um, I, didn't, I didn't really go too deep in this one either. Just kind of a quick glance. I like the one, how um, the form on it, you know, he posted a hundred and 106 speed rating in his last, uh, his last race, which is great. Um, and then the start before that was 94 with Paco. And then before that was a one Oh five. So, Pretty good form. I can't really complain on that one. I like the one um, high trainer percentage, you know, best dirt speed, fastest among today's starters, which was kind of a, a key standout point for me. Um, like Jose, get him out there, let him run. Um, the two can't really say much bad against that two as well. Uh, Javier Castellano switches to a high percentage jockey. So Javier, like I said, has been riding really hard. Um, you know, he's going to sit there. He's going to do what he can to win the race. Um, getting a jockey change from Manessas, who also tries very hard, but Javier, I think, is a little step above him. Um, also in good form, other than his last start, you know, just wasn't a great race for him. Um, but so the one, two, and then the four, I like Yaramillo in this race, which is a very far and few between. Um, I like that 100 speed rating two starts ago with Yaramillo on him. Um, the race before that, 
just wasn't a good trip, you know, wasn't what they uh, wanted to see out of him. So I think he's more of my long shot to come in the board. But um, I'm just taking a double on this one. So I'm going to play the one, two, four, and then go on to the next race, which I like the three and the five, which we'll talk about. Yeah, that's uh, like I said, this is wide open. If you like the one, you got to like the six. Uh, the six came in third against that win in the challenger grade three. So, you know, it's that's a tough one to, to, to rate. I'm probably going to lay off that race. I think I agree yeah. with both. I'm just that. trying to go against the price on the six. That's yeah. all. Agreed. You know, I Try read to Todd Fletcher. He's going to be the the favorite. He probably will win it, but I just, you know, I got to That's why I said it's a good one to stay off. Yeah. If you can't get the price, I'd just stay off. Yeah. Uh, ninth race. This is another one that I'm just sitting back going, I don't really know if I want to touch this race. We're going from, you know, a grade three race. Now we're going to the mile turf. It's an open company, 62,500, uh, purse of 53,000. You can throw a dart in this race. You really can put put on a dartboard, throw throw a dart, hit a number, and bet it. But if I mean, if I had a really handicap, and specifically if I like an angle, I'm gonna, I'd probably have to go with the eleven with Paco. I mean, Paco and Safi. Um, he just gets the claim off him. Took him from Pletcher, so Pletcher's had this horse uh, for quite some time. He put him in a five thousand claimer, didn't get claimed two times back in January sixth, and then he puts him out another thirty five hundred dollar claimer. Uh, looks like Pletcher was just trying to get rid of him. I don't, I mean, if you ask me, of course, he's been running open company, 80,000, 62 K pretty consistently now winners of two. And then all of a sudden, you know, puts him in 50,000 claimer and then a $35,000 claimer. He gets picked up by Safi Joseph. Safi's got a few good, decent works on him since then. Um, that would, that would be my possible upset, but I, I do like, uh, I do like the horse in general due to the, due to his way he runs. He likes to be near the front. Just hasn't run in that style except for his last race. So that would be my pick in this race. Um, it's going to be tough. That seven's going to be tough with Javier. Obviously, another speedster out there. This may be the race where the kid may be right with, if he goes with Tyler, with Chocolate Bar, because it fits his style. This is another horse that comes off the pace. 85 speed rating, 79, 85, last three. Comes off the pace, nine back, eight back, seven back, five back, six back. And then top of the stretch makes his move. And that's typical Tyler. Little cheap. Doesn't run so great in the stakes race that uh, the stakes race he was in. However, if anybody's going to get a horse to do something he needs to do in a stakes race that's never run, it's going to be Tyler. And this could be the one. So I'd go with the five as my second choice on this. Yeah, um, I'm with you on the five, obviously, my boy Tyler. But uh, yeah, I think shocking. You, <laughs> I think you said everything you need to say about Tyler on the five. He is a cheaper horse, but um, this might be one he can steal. Um, you know, he he won his last race at Gulfstream. Tyler was on him, so that's always nice to see. Uh, Joe Bravo was on him before that, a fifty thousand dollar allowance race. So uh, he won that one as well. Um, you know, the speed rating isn't great. That's what I'm kind of looking for here. Um, the one horse that I really do like, which is also in my double. So I have the five, but I also have the three, which is blameless. Yeah. Uh, Johnny V you can't go wrong. He's yeah. ridden the horse the last four times here. Um, posted decent speed ratings in 96, 90, 90. The one before that wasn't really anything to write home about. It was a 73 finish six, but last three races, second, first and the second. So he's in good form. It's Johnny V great jockey. Um, you know, this could be Jenny's race. This could definitely be it. So, like I said, I did a three dollar double. It's going to cost you eighteen bucks. So, in the last race, one two four with a three five for me in this one and three bucks. Yeah, and you got to love Bobby Debona on, on his horses. He's got some high statistics as well. Um, second after the claim, not so much, but you know, uh, if you look at the form here, obviously second start uh, with a turn, you know, thirty percent 
clip. So I kind of like that. I do like that angle. Again, this is a tough one to, to diagnose. What do you think, Stats? Well, I think you guys can guess, you know, the seven and the four on, <laughs> on the radar for me. <laughs> right? If I could ride both of them at the same time, I would, you know, I would do that. But, you know, the seven and the four, just the, it's the trainer jockey combo in both of those. I do like the five quite a bit. Um, the, the sneaky one that I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around on this one is the 10. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I threw the 10 out right away and I'm, I'm getting sucked into some, some time form stuff here. I also They're had the 10 for the a 10. win bet. <laughs> they're Solely all, based they're on all the over the 10 all over the 10 and I'm trying to figure out what they're seeing I mean listen I the reason I don't have a 10 and well obviously I said it's a wide open race the reason I'm not strong on the 10 is I've bet this 10 the last three times out hey Dakota has <laughs> been you know he was an odds on favorite got beat comes back uh, at about a you know uh, 11, 11 to 1 shot, 25 to 1 shot. He's moved up to 75K. Then he goes to a grade 3. I think he's just outclassed. It's not a bad horse. I think he, he fits more in that 62,000 open company. Non-winners at 2, non-winners at 3 races, things like that. Uh, I just don't think this is the race for him. And I don't think he's in the best form. Speed ratings are there. The speed I, ratings, I will say the speed there. ratings yep. are there. So he's running strong. But he's just not producing and hitting the board enough for me. Uh the little maybe maybe the little time off here. He's been he hasn't raced since January 9th. Maybe that could help him out a little bit. Obviously, if anybody's gonna work him, Mike Maker knows how to work his horses and, and get them back in form. If he can get back to the recent form that he used to have back there in uh again, fall, summer of last year, he's a competitor. Well, his last race that he won, um, Jose was on him too. So obviously that's I think that's playing a big factor. Um he hasn't won since that race, so um I think that plays a pretty good uh size and his speed rating, like you said. I mean He's got the speed rating, so maybe he's not the classiest horse, but I think he could steal it. I, I mean, I don't, I don't see that being out of the realm of possibility. Um, you know, it's it's all in the cards. Who knows? But, I've, just, I've just lost too much money with this horse in the last three starts <laughs> that I just don't want to bet it again. But I'm probably going to throw something on him, uh, either across the board or something on top, just on a whim. Probably going to get some decent odds. Probably going to get a price here too. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I think, I think. If you lost money on this horse, the only way to win that back is you got to put a huge bet on him. Right. I said that, I said that two really... starts ago. <laughs> 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 it doesn't work that way. Um, you got to go with your gut. But again, this is wide open. So this may be either a good race to stay off of and maybe just uh, you know stay off the exotics on this one. I don't know. But you're probably going to get a price with that 10. And I think you're right. Maybe, maybe I can recoup some of those losses over the last couple months. Play a twenty dollars show bet and get your uh, get some of your money back. <laughs> I haven't bet a show. Bet. No one ever. I, I can't. I, I can't remember the last time I bet a show bet except for maybe in dog racing. Yeah, if you're not betting to win, you're not betting nope. at all. Yeah. Four seven four seven five. Boom. Four seven five. All right. With the ten. <laughs> With the ten. <laughs> <laughs> With all. All right. Let's move on to the uh, the uh, Pan American Stakes Grade Two Mile and a Half. I love these longer races. I think from a handicapping standpoint, you get to really know how a horse rates, and these horses can obviously go the distance. Um, mile and a half, uh, if I had a handicap in this race, a lot of good horses again. It's another tough one because um, they, they're they all conditioned for these these longer races. Um, I have the three, the two, and the one. So I got the top three. Um, cross border. You didn't, take, you didn't take the seven? I didn't take the seven. 
Why, why would I take the seven? I don't know. Maybe moon over Miami. Mott. Maybe a junior Alvarado Mott. Will Mott connection. Yeah, I love I love the Mott Alvarado on the younger horses horses yeah. that break their maiden or in a maiden race or just recently broke their maiden. I'm not saying that this isn't a bad connection. Yeah, I'll probably throw that in somewhere in the exotics. He's running Grade Two and Grade One races. Uh, I mean, I'm not against the horse. It's wide open. But if I had if I had to throw a dart right now, if I had to make a decision, I'd say that it's the one, the two, and the three. And I like the one specifically because, again, off the pace. I think there's a lot of speed in this race. I think Temple, too, another off the pace stalking. Going to have a good position, ran great in the uh, the grade two and the grade three that he was just in. And then I like the three. I think it's another one that's going to come off the pace. I don't think speed's going to hold here. I don't think it's going to be – I think it's going to be more of a uh, a battle up front. There's a lot of horses that like to come off the pace. Maybe there's a speedster in this race that's going to go out there and try to steal the race because – that could be a possibility too. Um, I'm just going by quick first look. Not a race I would normally want to bet. Um, nobody really stands out to me specifically. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of with you. I mean, I think uh, I think Temple's going to be is going to be tough. Irad's out there. It's, it's a great two. He's going to want to make some money. Everybody wants to make some money, but um, this guy, when it comes to graded stakes races, yeah. he's good. You know, yeah. and th- um, that, that to me was just a strictly a class bet. The one, yeah. the two, and the three. Not it's yeah. nothing to do with really about pace. It does because I like the way that they f- have run in those races. If you're going to bring this horse in, or if you're going to bring a horse in this race, you you, you got to have an idea on it, and, it, and that's where I'm at. And I think Sadler's Joy out of Kitten's Joy, um, Jose Ortiz on him. I think that's also a, a big horse to keep your eye on. Um, you know, it's it's a it's a tough race to to really bet. You know, I think all these horses can win. You know, and that's that's the yeah. same thing. It's across the board. Um, the turf pedigrees there. The no turf pedigree. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So you know, I like the. I like the two. I like the three. I do like the one with my boy Tyler, but I also, like I said, I was surprised that you didn't throw Alvarado and the Mott connection in there because this is one of those races where mm-hmm. I like all three of those horses. And I've I've seen it a thousand times at Gulfstream where I'll take, I like the one, two, and three because of the connections there, but then Junior Alvarado and Bill Mott come over here and win a race where I don't even take five minutes to look at them. So I think this might be that race. Um, I think Junior Alvarado's got a chance here just like everybody else does, but um, you know, he's, he's going to improve off that second layoff, you think? So we'll see, we'll see what happens, but the one, two and three definitely. And then obviously you just keep your eye on junior. What about you stats? Yeah. I mean, you, you guys hit it. I think the sneaky one would be the eight. If the eight can get to the front, it may have enough horse to hang out. Lap, 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 uh, lap, lap, <laughs> uh, move on. 11th race, one mile turf. It's the uh, the Cutler Bay Stakes. I'm going to tell you right now, another one that I'm I'm still up in the air about even touching this race. A lot of good contenders, uh, a lot of early speed in there. A lot of people like to be near the front. Could be a possible closer with the six with Annex uh, and Junior Alvarado and Wilmot. So this is the Alvarado-Mott connection that I'm, I feel more strongly on. Two times out. Uh, broke his maiden, 50K, sat back, six, seven lengths off the pace at the start, doesn't break well, doesn't need to break well if there's a lot of speed in this race. Um, that's kind of where I was targeting. So six, seven, two, three for me. Uh, again, the six, I, I just, you can't go wrong. Two times out, two wins. Last time out on a $100,000 stakes race. Got to love the seven. Can't go against Javier here on, uh, on this one. Castellano's got a good, strong horse. Hit the board. Every race except for two times back at the $80,000 stakes race um, at Belmont. 
got some excuses for that race that I could probably come up with if we really need to get into detail. But And then the two and the three. This is probably going to be a four-horse box for me, probably. Probably in the try, uh, probably in the exact, the more, most likely uh, the try, because I think anybody can also come in third. But um, I do like the two a little bit on the class, has run some bigger stakes races, is that stalking pace. And I do like the three. What makes Sammy run? I've watched this horse run a few times. Gallardo just didn't get into him last time out on the seven. I don't know what happened to him. It was I can't blame the star because he doesn't really break that well. However, uh, first time in a stakes race, maybe he was just outclassed. Uh, and looking at the horses that he ran against, I didn't think it was a, really a class issue, but, um, you know, that, that's where I'm at, I guess, uh, as far as my exact box. I wouldn't go as deep as a try. I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but six, seven, two, three for me. Did you like the eight at all? I stayed away from the eight. And the only, reason, the only reason I didn't like the eight is because, uh, well, I guess a couple things. For me, it. Barclay Tag, I know he's really good with horses and shipping them in for big races. And this is probably, you know, a, this is the biggest race. Uh, the biggest race he ran was the, in the Pilgrim, and that was back in, you know, October of last year. Ran a solid race, came in third, and Dylan Davis was on him, and I really respect Dylan Davis. I don't think Jose, Jose Ortiz is a Dylan Davis caliper. Jose used to be a better jockey. Ooh, I don't think he's... I don't know. I don't think Jose's had a great year as far as racing. He, him and his brother, Irad, were competing very strongly, and it was like, Every time they'd be one, two, a lot of times in the same race. Not taking anything away from him. However, if I had to judge, I love Dylan Davis. I love his riding style. I know he's a good jockey. The horse has tactical. He can go to the front. He can go stalking. He can come off the clothes. However, this horse wants to run. Very versatile. I don't like a couple things, basically. He, he, he has a race in four months. That's a big concern for me. I know that Barkley keeps his horses fresh, but there's nothing in the works that's really jumping out to me and saying, like, he's ready to go a mile, um, you know, this Saturday, just nothing saying that. I think this is more of a prep race for him. He could possibly hit the board. I mean, the horses hit the board three starts. He's probably going to come in third. I just don't see him winning or second in my exact, in my exact bets. Um, again, it's a tough race. I mean, all these races are going to be tough. So I can make an argument for anybody here. I can make an argument why they can't win as well. And for me, I just didn't have enough on the positive side for the eight. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think I understand what you're saying. I think I get it. But Jose Ortiz, when it comes to these big races, um, I think he's a different jockey. Um, I love Dylan Davis. I think he does. Uh, he's a stand-up jock. I think he's he's tough at Aqueduct, um, an up-and-coming jockey. But I would definitely put Jose as a, at a higher caliber than Dylan Davis. Okay. I think he's a and that's above, fair. You and know, that's fair. And I, I can take that. I then, if you want to keep that at even, I don't like the four month layoff when everybody right. else is coming in. Fresh. And that, and that maybe, I can see a little bit it. more. The, the layoff is concerning. Um, but Dylan Davis ran him at $80,000, won the race. I think if you put Jose in that race, he probably wins it just as easy, if not easier. Um, the start before that, he came in third. He had a horrible speed figure. Something happened, you know, just maybe just didn't have the kick that race or didn't have the, the horse that race, but I think he's improving and that 90 speed rating is, is eye opening. but I don't well, know. The, the, the speed in that two, two races back, the speed was obviously a little more pressing for him. 25 and two and 50 and one where the time before that, when right. the, the turf was a little more yielding was 25 and then 51 and two. Mm-hmm. So he can close off that, that, that later rate, the earlier race here, but the two back, he just, I mean, it was a great two race, obviously. And fire at will. He, that's a great horse. Yeah. What can you do? I don't see Step Dancer being a horse that's going to beat Fire at Will. I didn't see it back then. Obviously, the the public didn't either at seven to one. So I don't think that that was something that anybody thought he was going to win the race. Probably he was going to be competitive, and he came in third. He did exactly what he needed needed to do. 
Um, but that's as far as it goes. I, I just don't like the four month layoff. He was in prime shape. Um, I don't, I don't know if it was an injury or if it was something they had to take him off. Something came, something happened after that last race. I don't know. Um, I'll just take a fresh horse over a horse that's been off for four months with no impressive works. Stats, what do you got? Joe, what do you like about that three? The three? Yeah. Well, you know, the easier question is what don't I like about the three? Okay. So with uh, with the three specifically, we're talking a horse that uh, braces made in at uh, braces made in at fifty one thousand. Tried seventy two thousand, didn't run very well. Didn't like the surface. And then he comes onto the turf, and all of a sudden becomes the horse he needs to become. Braces made in at fifty one thousand. They put him in a hundred thousand stakes race. Put Mike. Uh, they put uh, McCarthy, not Mike McCarthy, obviously. <laughs> but uh, they put Ooh. McCarthy. They put Can you McCarthy imagine on the horse? Yeah, I can't. I couldn't imagine Mike McCarthy <laughs> riding a horse right now. Um, but they put Trevor McCarthy on him, and they moved him over to Aqueduct, and, they, and he ran in the um, $100,000 stakes race, ran considerably well, set, set fourth, seven lengths off the pace, moved very nicely for a horse that just broke his maiden. So then you put him in open company, 75000 comes in second, comes in third, two back-to-back races at Gulfstream Park, one of them being the first race for this year for him in February. And then he comes back out in March, and he runs a $75,000 stake race. Now... All he did in that race was really do the same thing he normally did. Just kind of stalked, kind of sat there. Was a little outclassed from who he ran against. There's a few horses in there that were just the same classes as a few other horses here that I would put in the same condition. I just know he still ran an 83 buyer rating, whatever you want to say to that. Better than the races that he ran third and second. What I like specifically is where I see this, this race actually leading out to. So... I see him being able to sit a stalking trip. I think there's going to be more horses pressing earlier on. I think the, the two is going to definitely be out there pressing. Um, you're probably going to see, I would assume, you know, that Yarmio again, going to go to the front and try to push what he can with uh, King of Dreams on the five. Um, and it's, this, this should be an off the pace race. I think the seven's going to go press early. I know he hasn't done it in his last two starts, but I see three horses vying for the lead. I also see an ability for a closer. And then I just think that he has the ability, if he can get back into the form that, that he has been mind scratch that last race, you just scratch that last one off. Um, and I, the fractions were absolutely ridiculous at Tampa that day. And I think that's the, the bigger key is that, you know, a 45 and three half, just was nowhere near the front. No one's running a 45 and three half from this field. They're going to run traditionally what he ran two back 49 and two 47, somewhere in that range, probably going to be like a 47 and five, uh, 47 and four, maybe a, maybe a 48. So it, that being the case, I don't see him being that far back and not being able to keep up. I just, I just scratched that last race out of the Columbia. If you can scratch that last race off, cause there's nobody that's going to run that to me in this race. If I had to be honest. Got it. Okay. Got it. Yeah, I struggle with this one. I'm kind of stuck with, uh, <clears throat> I'm looking at, I like the one in the six. It's just tough because I don't want to bet it because it's not going to pay anything. Yeah, I, I can see that too. Yeah, I I like the one, the way it react. I mean, the one running on dirt didn't really didn't really do much in the last race, plus it's a turf. Yeah. And obviously, it's not the same same class or the same stakes here, but it's like, yeah, I think I the mean, one is interesting. Come, Coming out of Constitution, obviously Fletcher, Fletcher Irad, shocker. Um, <laughs> Again, crystal crystal ball. I think the six is sneaky. That's the mod mod Alvarado. Yeah, ball. I I think I think and, it's and that and that horse 
that horse had a constitution as well. So that'll be fun to see. Yeah, I think you're looking at a. Uh, it's not going to be a blazing fractions. It's going to be a modest pace, and that's right. That's where I do believe that you know what makes Sammy run is going to be able to to do what he needs to do, come off this stalking pace. But that's just my opinion. Just for the record, um, I actually scratched the three off my ticket. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's what we should be doing. Listeners should just scratch everything that we're talking about. Yeah. Bet the rest of the field. <laughs> Disregard the three, please. <laughs> side bet. Side bet. <laughs> Extra side bet. <clears throat> Um, all right, let's go to the twelve. It, it's it's the one, and we shouldn't even talk about it. It's the one all day. Yeah, it's I, one. okay. I'm going to give you an argument why I don't like the one. Oof. All right. All right. I like it. Is, is anybody ready for it? This is yeah. probably the dumbest angle when it comes to Gulfstream because it's already burned me a couple times in this championship meet. But the horse has never run on dirt. He's never run on dirt. He's only run on turf, and they're putting him in this dirt race. So he he did run on dirt. Back okay. in okay. July, yeah, he, of, he, he hasn't run on dirt this year. He hasn't, yeah, he hasn't run on dirt in over right. a year and a half. Okay, yeah. he's not. Yeah, if you okay, if you look at his races, he's never okay. This year specifically, he hasn't. Last year, <clears throat> he ran one, two on the synthetic or the uh, at Gulfstream Park and and Saratoga, Saratoga, two races, second, second. This year, turf. This is a this is a, if you tell me this is a, a a dirt horse, I tell you you're crazy. It's a he's a turf horse. He runs way better on the turf than he does on the dirt. Even when he doesn't get the lead, the last race proves it to me that you know for a grade three race, uh, he came in second, two two and three quarter lengths back. I think that changes the dynamics. Okay, I know it's Todd. I know it's Irad. I know it's the connections. I know the horses run dirt before. He hasn't run the the distance on the surface and it, it throws a concern for me. Is he able to still run the same way? I don't know. I just, I've already thrown horses out that have gone back from running really, really well on the turf and then going back to dirt that they, they ran. Okay. And I would say he ran really, really good. Broke his maiden on the dirt, came back second and a second, but he's been dominating on the turf. 84, 83, 83, 83 buyer ratings over the last four on the turf. One by five, one by three, second by one, lost the lead late in that race in the grade three, and then second by, like I said, closed off the pace. Tactical speed, I don't like the surface change. Definitely second, it's not my first pick. If I had to pick somebody, it would not be him on top. That's it. Who are you picking on top? So if I'm handicapping things that way, if I'm saying that, well, the one's probably going to go the lead, but then fade. Well, then I'm looking for someone who's going to come with a stalking trip, or I'm going to look for someone who's going to close late. If there's going to be a lot of pace up front for me, if I had to like throw a, a, a whim out there. And again, I, I could be wrong and it's going to be the, the one's going to be the favorite anyways. So if I, if I'm looking for a price here, yeah. if I'm trying to get some money out of this race and not just like go with, well, he's probably going to run the same way he ran on dirt as he did on turf. Then I would probably want to go to the two because Jose's going to come off the pace most likely um, or have a stalking trip. He's running some grade one, grade two races. Um, I'm sorry, the three, not the Jose's the three. I like the three better than I would like the one only because he's running grade one and grade two races and he's shown the ability to make moves and close up some ground and be a little more competitive uh, in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Not so much, but um I think that the three is a better opportunity than the one. Not getting much of a price, five to two morning line. 
Uh, it's probably he's more of a he's more of a chalk right now actually the one the one's three to one so that's eight dollar horse versus a five to two so the three's actually the chalk so you know a one three combination the Ortiz brothers may be the only way to go in this for me um, and then maybe you know the kid's going to tell you Tyler may have a shot at it and I think that's also viable it's a race I really wouldn't even want to touch to be honest with you because it's probably going to be chalk chalk yeah. chalk yeah I think the I don't one want to touch either. I think the one's got the best chance yeah he's not you know. He's not decorated on on dirt, but I mean, the one stat that I saw in here, which was kind of eye opening to me, was that Rail Post is winning at a twenty seven percent clip. Yeah. So in this race, cool. you know, where okay, maybe he hasn't ridden on you know the dirt as often. You've got Irad, you've got all the accolades. I think, you know, I think this is the horse that's. Gonna so you think he's going to get the lead fairly easy? Yeah. At the rail. Yep. And just have the, the easiest trip. I think. I think in this race and. and it's a two hundred thousand dollar race. You know, it's not like it's just a you know toss around race. So you, yeah, I agree. You got to you got to think that you know Todd Pletcher knows what he's doing, obviously, and he's throwing him in there for a reason on dirt. It's yeah. not just for a payday or not just a, hey, I want you to get third. And he thinks he's going to win the race. So it just, it throws up red flags to me when a horse is running so good and consistent on turf that he can't find. You tell me he can't find a grade two or a grade three or you know a two hundred thousand dollar race where he can get on turf where the horse has been more dominant than he's been on dirt. I just, it throws me for a loop. The The worst race he's had, the worst races he's ever had have been on dirt. $75,000 race uh, stakes race, three lengths off came in second. Uh, $100,000 stakes race, six lengths off came in second, still came in second. I'm, I'm respecting the horse's ability, but you, you win two races and two back-to-back seconds on more competitive races at grade three level. And then you go back to the dirt. I don't know. Maybe surface isn't such a big deal with this horse. I mean, he's out of commissioner in Second Street City. You know, it's AP Indy uh, pedigree back there. I don't know. I'm just saying, if I had to look at something to try to beat, the one would be the one. I would try to beat the one. And I think he can be beat. Yeah, it's an yeah. interesting race. Yeah, totally. And I'd, I'd say don't sleep on the, the seven either, but that's another that's for another day. Yeah, the seven. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I'm, I'm probably going to stay off that one. That won't be in my competition. But, um, I mean, if you guys are good, I'm going to move to the 13th. Yeah, we can go to the 13th. All right, mile and three-eighths. So another long one here. Uh, the turf race again. It's a great three. It's the Orchid Stakes. Um, tough, tough. Tough race. Uh, I'm gonna let uh, I'm gonna let the kid, kid or Joe. You want a stats? You want to you want to take this one? Um, I'm actually going against the grain a little bit from what I've been talking all day. I like the seven here. Okay. I like Animal Kingdom. I like that. Uh, you know, he's actually coming back in distance. He went a mile and a half last time and went and went head to head with Always Shopping, who's the chalk in this. Yeah. Um, Stalked it a little bit, closed at the end, had some rally. Um, <clears throat> so I think uh, I think I like that. I like this one. I like the seven. Okay. Yeah, I think the seven was on my radar as well. Um, obviously, you know, always shopping is a tough horse. I mean, you gotta you gotta respect the form that he is in right now. I mean, if you take a look at his last one, two, three, four races, he's coming first, first, second by a head, and then first. So, and he was only on him for his last two races. And when Irad was on him, he finished by three lengths on both. 
for first. So it's going to be tough to go against them. Um, you know, I read Todd Pletcher. I know he's not going to win every race that we're talking about. You know, it's not going to happen, but man, he's got a lot of good chances. Solid bones. And if you don't think that this horse is going to win it, then you've got to put him for second. There's no way there's, I don't think there's any way that this horse is coming in first or second. Um, but I do like the seven, you know, I was kind of in pat with you there. I like the animal kingdom, you know, the, the bloodline is strong. Um, you got junior Alvarado who's riding hard. Uh, you've got the Wilmot and junior Alvarado connection. Um, you know, it's just, there's a lot of good things on that horse as well. You know, um, it's, it's a tough race. All of these are tough races. Um, but I'm really, really sold on that, on that. I read Todd Pletcher connection in this race. It's hard to get away from. I'll, I'll give you that. And I think always shopping is, is the dominant horse in this race. I do kind of like the, the 10 a little bit with sister Hannon. Um, just, you know, even two back here at the La Prevail, the grade three, still a good work at a mile and a half. She comes back at that mile and three sixteenths and, and comes in third in the very one, uh, grade three stakes. I still think this horse is a shot to run against a lot of these horses in this race here. Uh, but I, I think always shopping is going to just dominate this. Race. So do I, it's hard again. It's, it's, I'm not a guy that likes to ride the same combination. I mean, even you got another Alvarado Ma connection here on Delta's kingdom, I think, which is also a possibility running solid and better as of late, probably her last six starts. She's really been more competitive on the seven. So, you know, this may be just the day and you got to kind of see how it goes. Just got to kind of see how the day goes. You know, if the combinations are hitting, if these jockey jockey trainer combinations are hitting, if what you expect is hitting is hitting, it could either be really chalky. I mean, we got to look for some value though too, right? But I didn't see a lot of value in this race because I think the nine's going to win hands down. So I do like the one a little bit though. Warlike goddess, um, lap lap leperu. Uh, he's on him. I always like the English. <laughs> I always like the English Channel, you know, connection there. The bloodline yeah. on turf. You know, just such an impressive horse, and for sure, you know, I yeah. think uh, you know Leperu is an aggressive rider, especially on turf. Um, I think you know if we're if we're taking a shot on a horse, I don't think he can win it. Maybe he can, um, but definitely a second place horse. You know, I mean, well, I mean, he's she's making up ground. Yeah, she's making up ground last time out. You know, that's basically a little less than a mile and a quarter at a mile and three sixteenths. And she made up a length there in the stretch and just you need know, a little bit more distance, just need a little more distance. Out. And she liked the mile and three eighths, obviously. So that's probably not a bad call. It's not a horrible, uh, maybe a horrible take on it, but I mean, always shopping's going to be tough. And yeah, you know, and the thing about what we're talking about here and what, you know, I think most people will see is like, yeah, we're riding this. I read Todd Pletcher connection, yeah, but it's they're the to get two away of the from. biggest. They're the two of the biggest names in in the sport, yeah. other than a, obviously a Bob Baffert or Brad Cox or you know. They're, they're got, like Tom Brady. Yeah, it's just it's just the way it's it just, is. You, you know, you can hate them all you want, but they they do win. You can't you can't say that we're off track here and we're out of left field. Saying how are you going to take this horse because they're great jockeys. He's a great jockey and he's a great trainer. So yeah. I mean, it's it's but hard it, to go against. It's a tough race overall. Christoph Clement with Sorel on the five. That's going to be a tough horse as Very well. Tough. I think you can also throw an argument if you wanted to say, uh, enjoy it while we can on the two with, uh, with Tyler, you can have an argument there. Uh, I think as, as a morning, Molly has a shot. I mean, <laughs> Jose Ortiz and, and Thomas Proctor probably has one of his best shots here to probably do something in a, in a, in a graded stakes race. A horse is not bad at all. Second last time out um, in the Hillsborough grade two. So, Listen, lots can happen here. We're going with what we think is going to happen. 
which statistically looks like the nine. And that's where we got to go with. Yep. Uh, 14th race. We're finally here. This is the Florida Derbies. This is what's going to lead all up to it. Um, this is your big boy. This is your big boy. Last race of the day. And Ooh, Billy, 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 Billy. <laughs> <laughs> There's not too many horses you can actually throw out when you're talking, you know, this, this, I would say this, this Florida Derby is probably, I wouldn't say it's the most competitive, uh, but it's the most interesting in a while. I think the last handful have been kind of like, I don't want to say predictable either. Um, but, you know, I'm always big on, on how the Florida Derby runs kind of indi- indicates, uh, I do like the winner of the Florida Derby when it comes to the Kentucky Derby. So for me, this race is everything and leads up to, you know, a lot of what I'm probably going to do come the first Saturday in May. Looking at this race, it's hard, hard, hard to get away from greatest honor. And with all reasons, the Holy Bull and the Fountain of Youth, both those races, very in control, just really hard. Moving up in distance should not be a problem because the horse moves so well um, when asked upon in the stretch or uh, near the uh, three quarters. So, I mean, going the little added distance here should not be an issue. I do have a couple of horses. I think that I think there's an argument for, and the first one would be the six, because I think the six is your, um, sorry, not the six, the six. I don't like at all. <laughs> That's a I, was, one. I was, wait, I was, wait, I was waiting for something like, you know, prophetic. Not the six, not the six. Um, if the seven is <laughs> going to be your winner, and if you're looking at the race and you're handicapped and saying that you like the seven, then how do you beat the seven? And that's kind of what you got to look at. How do you beat the seven? So the only way to beat greatest honor is you're going to have to have either some unbelievable speed and you're going to have to wire the field on some kind of easy fractions. And, if you're looking at it here, the the six obviously can go to the front, and uh, or the uh, nine can go to the front. Collaborate. I think I think that's a horse that is going to want the pace. Is going to want to dictate it. That's Tyler. That's your boy, Safi Joseph. Really great win out of her maiden. It's the only downfall. I mean, she's broke broke her. He's broke his maiden at fifty five k one by twelve lengths. It's an impressive win, but there's really not much in that pack. Maiden really fifty five thousand. It doesn't maiden. say a lot to me, but it. Yeah. If, the, if that's the horse's running style, and that's Safi's probably mindset here, is to go to the front. You know, he ran that mile in 23 and 3 and 46 and 2 at the half. Yeah, he's he's probably going to be the one to go out there and, and wing it. So, and I, I mean, can he get away from the field? Probably not. I mean, I, w- I, would, I would suspect the seven's probably going to stay pretty close and not be too far from behind. Um, is there anybody else that can that can push the issue? The one may push the issue. Nova Rags, I like Nova Rags. I personally like Nova Rags. I, I like what he did in, in the uh, on the Sam Davis. I thought that was a great race. Shocking, Bill Mott Jr. I, I, you know, if that's going to be my connection, that's going to be my predictability. Then it's you know Joe K. Uh, the stats is predictability with Pletcher Ira. That's that's the way it's going to yeah. be. Uh, I do like the one. I, I can't get away from Greatest Honor. I'll tell you who I don't like, and I'm throwing out right away, and that's going to be Spielberg. Baffert, Ooh. he's got a lot of horses. He's got a lot of horses, and he always does well on Derby preps, coming to the Kentucky Derby. But I will tell you this. He doesn't have the best record at, at Gulfstream Park. He rarely sends people out to the Florida Derby. He stays to the West Coast. He stays to the Midwest. I don't think Spielberg has what it takes to 
hit this board. So I'm going to treat, I'm going to treat Spielberg just like I treated like Mandaloon in the Louisiana Derby and third possible, although there is some impressive numbers and figures here with the added distance, I'm going to throw them out. Ballsy. Totally. I, uh, yeah, greatest honor is going to be tough. Very tough. Um, I see it going in greatest honors way. I mean, I think honestly, I'm crazy enough to go out there and do a seven, six exacta straight for $20. That's, I mean, that's what I was kind of looking at, you know, but mm-hmm. um, just because I think Irad's going to, every time I bet him and, and hit big, um, Irad was always in the second. He didn't have the best horse, but he always got up to second. So that's kind of my, my crazy bet, but I actually like the seven, eight and 10 in this race. Wow. Um, the one thing I mm-hmm. liked about the 10 with Spielberg, even though you're not high on him, mm-hmm. is that, you know, to get into the Derby, it's been 60 points has been the threshold. You know, once you get to 60 points, you're in for sure. Yeah. You know, so I was taking a look and Spielberg is sitting at, you know, I think 17 points right now. He needs some points to get in there, you know, so he needs to do something. And I don't think Bob Baffert's throwing him in a race where he thinks it's just a race. You know, I think Javier Castellano coming up, this is a great race for Javier to, to sit on and, and you know, and, and maybe do something with. So um, I think Spielberg can possibly pull up, you know, a bigger upset for, I mean, it's not really an upset. He's four to one, but I mean, greatest honor is that much better. I think that it would be an upset in my eyes, but, um, and then I like the soup and sandwich. It's probably against popular belief, but I mean, it's Johnny's last speed again, you know? Yeah. Speed again, Johnny V you can't, you can't count him out. And I think, throughout this whole handicapping, he's been the one jockey that I think could have a really good day yeah. that we haven't really put him on top on anything. Um, it's a, it's a graded stakes all-time, race, you know, all time winner, all time winner in the, yeah. In the Florida it, Derby. So how do you, yeah. How do you, how do you discredit, even though, you know, odds shouldn't dictate, right. We say this all the time. Right. Odds shouldn't dictate where you're going. You know, I don't even care that greatest honor is six to five. That's not really a big, pop out stat to me it's it's the fact that it's a great horse but i'm telling you if there's going to be an upset i think it's going to be your eight or ten that's going to win well the eight makes sense because it's you speed know? and if speed can get away which obviously what he did in his last race at open company seventy five thousand. i mean that could be the play yeah I, mean, I really i really don't know he really hasn't had to deal with uh crazy fractions right. here and and maybe somebody can get away from the field and maybe that's the case and johnny's the one to do it he's done it before yep. he knows how to rate a horse yep and he knows how to get it to the front and and fight back on you know i mean yeah. you've seen it with authentic he he i mean granted obviously different races different circumstances sure. but you know he's the he's the jack of all trades you know he's a he's a world-class jockey and he's got a good chance i think he's got just as good a chance as you know greatest honor to win and with jose on him i think you know, like you said, he hasn't been riding as great, but you know, this could be one of those uh those bigger bigger payouts, I think. Yeah. What do you got, stats? Man, well, you know, I was looking at it. I mean, it's this I mean the seven is gonna be tough to beat. But what I had was uh seven, five, nine, ten, eight. <laughs> I had the whole field in this race. <laughs> seven, five, nine. I haven't decided which way I'm going to go with it. I just have a hard time betting anything on the seven, so I'm almost trying to bet against the chalk. Um, but there's something sneaky about the eight and about the ten. Um, so I'm I'm very much in agreement with you, Jesse. And the thing is, too, you know, I think we have to take a look. You know, and look at the last 
three greatest stakes races that we've watched on the the trail. You know, you saw Mandaloon go off at six to five or nine to five, whatever. Six to five. Six to five. Yep. Didn't win. Right. Right. All this hype on this horse didn't win. Right. Then you go and look at uh, let's which look at I the agreed. Goth- which I agreed that he right. probably wasn't going to win. I took him out. Let's look at the Gotham Stake. Yeah. You know, I mean. I, I don't know what the odds are where uh, Kendrick, I think it was Kendrick Kermouche and I keep drawing a blank on who it was, but odds on favorite didn't even hit the board. I, think, right. I don't even think he got third. So I think there's a lot of tension, you know, a lot of attention going on. Greatest honor just because, yeah, it is a great horse, but we've seen it time and time again where that graded stakes race where everybody's <laughs> focusing on one horse actually doesn't perform to the way you and think. I'll, I'll, agree, at, I'll agree at, with you. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you that on these, on these prep races, it, we've, we've been set up kind of the way we have before in some of these earlier prep races where we're, we're seeing this favorite expected to win. And then something else comes in. This is probably the first prep race where I'm looking at going, you know, here's the, the favorite probably is going to win this race. Hands down. I really, if I had to put, if I'm going to, which I, which way I am, I'm going to put Greatest Honor on top. I just don't see anybody being able to beat him. The only way I see is, like I said, is Pace getting out there crazily and him not being to catch up or not being able to, to slow off fractions. But there's no way that's going to happen. I still think Nova Rags has a good chance uh, at the one hole. Save a little bit of ground. Still be able to do what Nova Rags does, which is just sit off there off the stalking pace, stay close like he did in the Sam Davis. I think that's fine. I think the other horse that you you maybe want to keep an eye on if you're looking for a price, known agenda is five to one. Again, didn't have the best race in the same race that Nova, uh, Nova Rags had a great race in, but came back strong in an open company 7,500, probably third, but can't win the race. And I can go, I ran Pletcher all day, but I only see third coming from that connection in this race at best. So I'm still stuck on greatest honor. And then I go down to soup and sandwich and I think, yep, collaborate. Both of those two can go to the front, can go near the front. They can go set fractions. They can do what they got to do. The six will probably, or the, uh, the nine will probably drop out before the eight will soup and sandwich. looks like it has more longevity with Vasquez, uh, Velasquez on them. I'm throwing Spielberg out and I'm looking at Papito on this 11, uh, Yaramillo. Again, it's an Antonio Sano horse. Ran the, ran the Holy Bull, came back in the Fountain of Youth here at Gulfstream Park, ran against Greatest Honor. I mean, he's run twice against him. He's coming third and he's coming fourth. The horse is only getting better. He's only, he's getting, he's just so far back. If he, you know, Yarmio's your out the gate guy. He's one of the best, you know, gate guys you're going to have if you're trying to get him out and get a good break. If Abito can get a good break and he can stay closer, can he beat Greatest Honor? I, I still don't think so, but I think it could possibly be second. You're going to get a price at 15 to one. So you may want to look at that 11. I personally have the seven on top five, one 11 is my three. It's going to be tough. I don't know. It's difficult. Yeah, it's very difficult, but just saying, keep an eye out. So the, the winner of this race, are they going to win the Derby? I don't know. It's hard <laughs> to say. <laughs> this is the first year I'm more apt to say, that I probably would give it more of a 60% chance, maybe 65. But the races have been so upside down on prep races, like the kid just talked about, that I think it's going to be more one of the more wide-open Kentucky Derby races. Depending on what – listen, I'll tell you right now. If Greatest Honor goes out and dominates this race, then I'll say, yeah, let's wait till the race is over. Next week we talk. If Greatest Honor wins – 
I'd say it's probably a 90% chance this horse is going to win the Derby. I'm going to say that this year for the Kentucky Derby, it's going to be a bomb that hits. Maybe not a bomb bomb, but like, you know, a mini bomb. I think uh, something that's, you're going to get a good payout. I don't think that there's a horse out there that's really standing out to me that is a front runner. That horse that was standing out to me is now out of the yeah. Derby trail. So, you know, life is good. It's not there. That's the only horse that I thought the get go that was going to win it. So, um, I think this is the one year that we're going to have similar to when we cashed for, you know, four grand yeah. five years ago or whatever eight it was. Grand. Yeah. Eight, eight grand. Eight grand. Yeah. Years. That was because look at that's <laughs> That's because <laughs> looking at Lee came up that rail and yeah. got us the second position in that race. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, we got uh, you know a handful of more of uh, prep races to go still. Thirty-eight do days. To, do I get to watch? Do I get to days. watch the race this time? Maybe you can stand inside <laughs> if you put a blindfold on you. The rule you're is going to make me go. <laughs> for those of you that don't know. Obviously, it, the rule is that that Joey Stats is not allowed to watch the race. Uh, any of the key races or derby races because uh, we lose. So um, we put him in the uh, put him in the bathroom, put him outside, put him on the volleyball court, whatever we got to put him so that he can't watch the race and, you know, go from there. Maybe maybe you can just be in there present and listen, but you just can't see it. All right. I think we're about done here for uh, this session. Ooh, yep. That was a lot, man. That yeah. was a lot. We went, we went through every one of those 14 races. That's not something we would normally do. Yeah, it's that, that time. It's that time of year. Yeah, it was. It was uh, probably one of the the, the longest uh, coverage of information, but it's the best day of the Florida Derby. Yeah, it's a big day of racing. I think you got to cover your bases today, and you know, get ready for the big day, and then you know, following weeks, we'll we'll, we'll shorten it up. A little. Derby's going to be here before you know I it. Can, so 37, 36, 35 days, something like that. I'm more excited about our side action. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Well, those <laughs> can't wait to take your money. Yeah, those will be posted out there. We'll have to put those out. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's uh, boy. Thanks you guys for showing up. We had a good uh, good discussion. Big race coming up this weekend. I'm excited about it. That's all we got this week. Uh, those of you listening, thanks for sticking around for the whole show. Be sure to follow us and subscribe to our weekly podcast. You're gonna see us all over the place in different different medias and you can find uh, us on podcasts don't forget uh, follow us social media all the sites Facebook Twitter uh, uh, maybe a TikTok maybe a slap that TikTok maybe Jesse rolling in a <laughs> jockey uniform going to the grocery store <laughs> we'll see all kinds of fun fun stuff coming from us here and who do you like now Joey Jesse thanks you guys have a good week look for our bets coming out Saturday see ya see ya 